Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. What's up, After Buzzers? It's that time again. We're back talking about season two, episode two of The Purge. Everything is fine, but this ain't the good place. No, this is a very bad place. So stick around because you're not going to want to miss it. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. That's right. Oh, great. Y'all know what that siren means. God, it's good to be back. Music to my ears. It, you know? Right? It should be so unpleasant, but I love it oh so much. Guys, it's that time again. We're talking season two, episode two of The Purge. I missed everyone last week. I missed y'all most of all. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Our, our, our uh, phenomenal studio audience in here, Ryan on the ones and twos. <laughs> uh, guys, I'm, I'm so, so excited to be back, but I'm even more excited about one of my absolute Favorite co-host of all time. Oh, you flatter me so. All the time. Uh, we we got to bond a little bit at, at Comic-Con, as as did Ryan and I. You can find him talking about My Hero Academia. You can find him talking about Total Divas. All sorts of stuff covering the whole spectrum. You can find him on Twitter, at Ollie Dreamer. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ollie Drennan. Yay! I'm so happy to be back with you. So, so happy. Uh, so, Comic-Con. So happy. Comic-Con. Memories. A, a fun Memories. place in our hearts. It was a <laughs> busy, busy weekend. Uh, you guys can find me on all forms of social media at Time Matthews PMA. But let's get into this episode. Oh, boy. Everything is fine. No, it's not. It, everything's <laughs> not fine. Uh, I can never say that without thinking of The Good Place. Do you watch The Good Place? Oh, uh, you're basic. So good. You're basic. <laughs> Oh, so good. Uh, where even to start? I, let's start with this amazing cleaning montage. Oh, my at the, at the top of the episode by Zippy Maids. <laughs> and just like, uh, I, I love, yeah, that, that juxtaposition of just like how nonchalant they are. You know, right. it's it's been long enough that it's like, this is just, this is Monday. This is the ultimate Monday mm-hmm. is the day after the purge. Yeah, it's it's funny because it's like they're cleaning up people's messes. And I think... After the purge, you're not only cleaning up physically, but I feel like a lot of these characters moving forward, you know, they may not be cleaning up physically, you know, the mess. Sure. <laughs> but they they have to clean up their themselves like mentally and everything that they, that they just went through with the purge. Oh, absolutely. And and there's there's nobody that we see that more evident with than Ben. Oh, God. after after everything that happened with Ben yeah. last week. Uh, kind of unleashing his beast, uh, sort of just by necessity. Um, let's talk about about where his head is at. Yeah, well, first of all, I have to shout out the live chat. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We have a couple people in here. Nicole, Logan, Cassandra. Hey, welcome back, there everyone. Cassandra, speaking of, you know, our frat boy friends. Of course. She says, typical Taylor frat brother. You know, Brooke, the brotherhood code of... Prote- he broke the brotherhood code of protecting each other. Right. So clearly he feels betrayed, but I feel like last episode he just snapped. You know, he right. kind of got assaulted. Well, almost got assaulted. He got assaulted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He, uh, he managed to turn it around yeah, but still but he snapped and so he's going through this you know he's pushed back into you know 
after the holiday, I guess. They're back to reality. In sure. Sense. But it's almost worse because, you know, he wasn't expecting that, everything that he went through. So I just feel like something, something snapped within him that, you know, other people kind of like, would it, would, you know, just like the cleanup crew, they're, they're accustomed to this. But right. he, I guess this is his first purge experience, I'm guessing. Well, and, and that's that's what I was wondering about. I don't know if y'all uh, talked about it last week, but it, it certainly seemed like he had never even really been outside right. on purge night, let alone gone through all the shit that he did. Yeah. Uh, and then why do you have to steal homeboy's breakfast sandwich? <laughs> If someone did that to me, I wouldn't care if it was Purge Night or not. I would, if you take my McGriddle, that's, my, that's <laughs> the least you. that Turner could do after leaving his boy high and dry like that. You know, Although I guess there's not really a whole lot he could have done, you know? Right. Like that door seemed pretty well locked uh, when Ben got got. As it were. Because the chat is definitely uh, here for Ben, you know, and how he's going through. Because, right. like, he was he was left, but also his friend, he... Do you think he could have done something to help Ben? Who, Turner? Yeah. I don't think so. Because he was locked in. So that's, that's what I'm not saying. Not to defend him for, like, leaving his boy. No, but that's what I'm saying, is that door, like, it didn't seem like there was much getting into it, you yeah. know? Like, my our homie with the god mask... Seemed like he knew what he was doing, you know. Like he was a he was a pro level purger. Although maybe not. I don't know. If he was a pro level purger, he might not have gotten stabbed. Right. So who's like to say? Seventy five times he could have been a novice. Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't think it. It didn't seem like Turner would have been able to. It still seemed so cold when he just turned and booked it. Yeah. Like, didn't even say anything. Right. I think that may be why it seemed so cold. Because he probably have, hasn't been on, out on Purge Night either. So right. his first instinct was to just run. And but, that's the, I, he seemed more, like, more on board with it. Like, he was yeah, the one. Yeah, like, it was his idea. He was the one pulling the Logan Paul and, and taking oh, the God. pictures of the, <laughs> Literally. Of the suicide pitch. Life imitates art. Yeesh. Art imitates life. <laughs> but, yeah. I That had to have, yeah. I'm. I'm sure that was... They had to get that Suicide Bridge uh, selfie right. know, or picture and that for was, yeah, social like, media, probably. Uh, I imagine, was that part of their, like, like rushing this frat, or... Or, yeah, like, their hazing? That's, yeah, that's what I'm wondering, yeah. But, Just to be um, cool. But poor Ben. But that's the thing. We we kind of track this this progress with Ben. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're on his side at the beginning, and then I think we're... We're following him on this kind of descent into madness. Yeah, because I was saying last week that it seems like his arc or whatever, I I feel like he's a perjurer or a killer being born from the purge. And that's that's what I love about this this subplot is that we're seeing how, yeah, exactly like you said, how perjurers are born. You know, like when this holiday in this universe Mm -hmm. came about, you know... I'm sure there were a lot of people that that hated it at first and then yeah. changed their mind, changed their tune, became active purgers. Uh, that seems like what we're kind of witnessing, like in in real time with Ben. And it just goes to show that people are forced into the, into the purge, having it as a holiday, but also the things that happen to them during the purge. Right. So he was literally forced into the purge, not only from his his pal, but also from being assaulted from that quote unquote pro purger yeah 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 god mask let's call him god god mask, mask. Oh. uh god face i don't know <laughs> i don't know um, well ben doesn't ben have the mask now he does he he took it and like it's it seems like it's symbolic of his transformation yeah. like he's taking this seemingly like as as a trophy almost a torch yeah Passing exactly the torch. exactly <laughs> um and so so yeah so it's it's interesting to see where he goes with this um 
It jumps into the shower with all his clothes on at first. Yeah. It's an interesting way to... I mean, I guess, you know, needs to wash those too. Blood <laughs> everywhere. Um, but that was such a, like... That was one... It was such a little thing that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not in his right mind. Like, he grabs the breakfast sandwich. He doesn't want to sleep at all. Like, he, he just... He wants to get all this blood off and just kind of be alone with his... Washing the blood off your hands, right. your clothes, your mouth, everything. <laughs> his poor girlfriend. I know, Kellen. Poor Kellen. I I hope that we get to kind of follow her and see more of her story mm-hmm. as the season goes Where on. Where was she on Purge? You know, that's yeah. what, I'm just wondering all these new characters and uh, uh, Darren, which we'll talk about later. Like, sure. where were they? Were they just in, in safety and their sororities or, or fraternities? Right. Were they... What, how does it go with, like, yeah, that's another question that I have. I wonder what, how do the sororities and people on campus, are they on lockdown? Like, how does that, how are they, how do they stay safe? Sure, 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 sure. There are probably, like, tips that are encouraged by the campus. Yeah. But, like, um, I'm sure that there are plenty of students that kind of, that, that, that purge uh, yeah, themselves. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, with Kellen, I'm, I, I'm curious, you know, how much she knew about where Ben was going to be on right. Purge Night. It seems like she she had a general idea. She knew that they were going to get into some shit. Um, and that's when Turner has to kind of break that news to her, you know, that he doesn't think that Ben make it. Yeah. Or that, that Ben made it. Um, but she... <laughs> what a sight also to, to be waiting for your boyfriend to get home and to see him just drenched in blood. <laughs> you know, better drenched in blood than alcohol or <laughs> someone else's cologne, and perfume. Least, yeah, it wasn't his blood. You know? Because um, that was when when he told her that it wasn't his blood. That's what I thought. I thought that we were going to get sort of the same dichotomy that we see between Michelle and Marcus. It's like, you know, this isn't you. You're not the type to purge, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't seem like we got much of that, at least not yet. Yeah, because right now... What was her name? Helen? Uh, Kellen. 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 She just seems like a... I don't, I don't know nothing about her. Yeah. yeah Whereas, like, yeah. I feel like I'm learning so much more about Ben. You know, Ben's com- done a complete 180 since Purge Night. He's playing the... Someone in the chat said the video game. Remind, the Purge the game. The Purge video is game. So, good. so that's... A, I mean, we're, we're throwing in virtual reality. Sure. It's, it's, it's in these days. And yeah. I was like, wow, you know, we have our own video game. You can purge whenever you can of course. throughout the year. Get, it it get ready. makes sense for sure. It get, now it does. It's we, like, oh. So we saw the Purge game. I loved yeah, just the little kid that's waiting for his turn inside the Purge. You gotta train. You gotta <laughs> get, wait for your time. Because kids can't purge until they're legal age. It's right? so symbolic. I think you're right. I, I, I totally From forgot about that. Last season, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's... you're with the blue squad. The blue crew. Oh, the blue crew. man. Oh, the blue crew. Always <laughs> in our hearts. Long live the blue crew. Remember season one. Um, but we also, as as we track these changes in Ben's psyche, he's also becoming like kind of a dick. Yeah. Like when, when Darren runs into Ben and Kellen on campus, he's telling them about the vigil that's going to be held for Professor Adams, right. uh, which we'll get into more a little later as we examine Esme's uh, subplot. Mm-hmm. But like... Ben it cannot be bothered, you know, like he's busy sketching this god mask yes. and he is just checked out. He's an artist. Right. He's an artist. Right. That was a good, that was a damn good sketch right. of I just, that god mask. Yeah, I just feel bad for everyone that has to deal with him and put up with him now because he's completely changed. Yeah. And 
you know, I I, <laughs> I don't think he's gonna go down. Like, I think he's kind of doomed. From, we're from the yeah start. yeah we're we're on a on a, a bad path with Ben. Um, he's sticking a knife in his hand. He's sketching the God Mask. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then he like like I said, the last thing that we see of him, I think, in this episode is him taking going back to the scene of the crime, taking back that mask, and. Almost, almost certainly, he's going to assume it in the next mm-hmm. episode, which which gets into a whole kind of uh, philosophy about like purging in between purges, you right? Know? Which is which is to say, just committing crimes. Which is crazy because you think that the purge, the purge is supposed to stop crime throughout the year. Yeah. Yet for Ben, it seems like it's gonna. He's is he gonna become like a serial killer? Right. Is he gonna be like a ninja assassin? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> he's God. He has a God mask. He can do whatever he wants. Well, but yeah, that's just an interesting thing. Like you would think that those experiences within the purge would be self-contained and right. not, not bleed into everyday life. And, and that's what I that's what I think has been kind of like the meta text this whole time since the first purge movie is that like okay yeah on the surface all these crime rates are dropping but really it's just making everyone even more violent and more antsy to kill each other it's a lie <laughs> it's all a lie <laughs> I've, uh, i don't know if you watched uh the kill count on 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 youtube dead meat yes, i love yes. dead meat I've, I've been i've been kind of uh, Those binging are so all, fun. Of, all of the purge episodes kind of in preparation for this and so i'm i'm getting back steeped into the universe now i, I now i Yes. Now I have to do that. Yes. Thank you for reminding Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Shout out to James A. Janice. Oh, my they're amazing. Favorite host out there. Um, so we we talked about about Professor Drew Adams getting purged. So I think that that is a perfect kind of bridge over into uh, into Esme Carmona's uh, kind of subplot mm-hmm. since she's the one that's sort of. You know, she noticed Drew getting purged uh, as she was working, you know, as an, an NFFA surveillance, um, I guess, tech. I don't know. Yeah. Um, she noticed that something was up with it. And so this is has been kind of her mission, uncovering mm-hmm. uncovering more about exactly what happened with Drew Adams. Right. Um, what What do you think is, is, is going on here? What do you think is... Well, definitely in episode one, she mentioned that they have history together. Right. She's definitely doing her best. She did. Well, she tried to look out for Drew, but... Drew got sure. Drew, Drew got got. She got got. Drew, Drew got purged. That's what happens. Um, I'm thinking that obviously she said that Drew helped her out of a dark time. I'm wondering since Drew, now that we know that Drew is a professor or was a professor, maybe Esme was one of her students and Drew was her mentor or right. something along the lines of that, getting her out of a dark place. Maybe Esme something happened to her during the. I know this is predictions. Sure. Maybe something uh, happened to Esme during the purge mm. and. Well, she did. She did mention her sister Sophia. Yeah. At, at a certain point i i was a little bit hazy on 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 the context of mm-hmm. that maybe people in the chat can help us out uh who exactly sophia was what might have happened to her right uh that's that's kind of triggering this this search for information but um, she definitely seems like i'm reading uh drew to be some kind of activist right who is probably more than likely against the purge and right. everything it stands for of course. so i'm thinking she has maybe some tea some some kind of like inside intellect to maybe possibly take down the per- or something along the lines. Right. Like, that's why she. Well, we'll yeah, we'll we'll get into exactly what yeah. what Esme found uh, as we go on. Uh, we find out that she's the NFFA's best tagger. You know, she gets a little bit of a talking to from her boss because he knows <laughs> you can't slip one past the NFFA. Come on, it's the purge. Uh, <sighs> but he knows 
he knows that she's that she's taking this on personally and she's kind of digging for more information because of whatever personal connection right. there might be um but uh, I love one of the, my favorite parts of this episode was this like um it reminded me of like Batman Arkham Asylum where she's kind of like recreating the crime scene just by way of audio forensics mm-hmm. like I thought that was such a clever device and and such an interesting way to to get her to find what she needed to find without using kind of like a deus ex machina, you know? Mm-hmm. Like she's using these clues, these creaky floorboards, you know, this these drawers, like to piece together this crime scene by by audio alone. I thought that was fantastic. She's got skills. Right? And I like that uh he wasn't hard on her. He was he seemed to have her back or her best interest. He knew, exactly. He But clearly I don't think everyone in her storyline is gonna be like gonna right. react that way. And that's that's what I love when when shows like this or or movies like the Purge movies, they have people that are that are in these positions of power, but they're not they're not like mustache twirling villains, right. you know, because Villains aren't always that easy to spot, you know? There are shades of gray sometimes. Right. Um, and so, you know, yeah, there was a little bit of, of sympathy there. He's like, he's really, you know, he he might be trying to look out for her. I could be completely wrong. He could be a complete villain by the end of the season. Right. Who knows? You never know. Is Esme going to be a villain? Exactly. <laughs> you, you never, never really... know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's just, yeah, he's, he's trying to make sure she kind of flies under the radar, um, tells her that she can't have NFFA stuff on her personal property. Right. Um, and as, as we'll get into now that we've got these like newly revised Miranda rights, uh, in this, in this universe, like you don't want to run afoul of the NFFA, this like totalitarian government. Uh, that scene was wild. I'm I'm excited to get into that. But um, so eventually, as as Esme puts together this scene, she finds this envelope, um, and then runs into these like shithead realtors that are trying to like immediately sell the place since right. since Drew just got purged. This damn I realtors <laughs> almost worse than used car salesmen. I've been I, I've been watching a ton of uh, bajillion dollar properties recently. I don't uh, know if you watched that. No, I don't. And so it's it's very very good. So I don't like, watch it for a reason. A lot time. of it's, it's great. It's great stuff. Uh, so I've had realtors uh, real estate on on the brain recently. Um, but uh, but yeah, so she she takes home this envelope. It's got these like brain scans in it. These these X ray images. Uh, she's listening to these therapy notes where um, the I assume is it is it Drew's therapy notes that are on the recorder. I wasn't sure if it was Drew like interviewing. So is that right? right? I yeah. couldn't. I I wasn't entirely sure. Chat. Let's yeah. know. Let's know. Well, I, I don't know if it's pre- uh, it's prediction. Gosh <laughs> darn it! So I can't really Whatever say it. Whatever it is, yeah. Whoever's voice is on that tape recorder, they're talking about having these violent thoughts, you know? Yeah. Uh, which then, yeah, it kind of like that audio recording takes us kind of seamlessly into into Ben's last scene with the God mask. So mm-hmm. there's a lot going on about about where these violent thoughts are coming from and I think how the culture of the purge is exacerbating those. Right, which is really cool. It's a definitely a cool take. Obviously, this is going to be in between each purge this particular season, but I also love that we were talking about before the show started that like we're already getting like so many like interwoven like storylines and characters, but yet they're still the writers have done such a good job of like 
planting the seeds but not giving us everything and that's a perfect segue into like wanting more right exactly yeah yeah we were talking a little bit before we went live about just these these yeah these little threads and how like Everyone is in New Orleans, but it seems like they're worlds apart. Yeah. Um, Still don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> exactly. So we're, you know, we're talking about about Professor Drew Adams, uh, who got purged. One of her students is Darren uh, on campus, a classmate of Ben's. Darren is also the son of Dr. Marcus Moore. Uh, and... Uh, Yes, yeah, everything is. <laughs> I'm, I'm, by the end of the season, I'm going to write out this like whole family tree of just like how right. everyone is kind of interconnected. Um, but yeah, I, I love the, the inner struggle that we see with Marcus in this episode yeah. where he. I thought that the whole season was going to be him trying to find out who it was that was trying to purge right. him. I thought that was going to be a whole arc that we were following all the way to the finale. Uh, but he finds out right away. It's just some random stranger whose last words are Ivory Road. Mm-hmm. Um, did you think when when Marcus uh, kind of claimed the, that like person as his own to try to save, did you think he was going to try to get some revenge? Like, no, I, no? I thought Marcus. He, Marcus not that numb because right. he knows he saw like the scar. Obviously, he. I'm also thinking of putting him and in, me into his shoes, but I'm like, Marcus isn't that stupid. He wants to know answers as sure. to why he has this assess I, this hit out on him. Right, you know? right, right. Like, I, I didn't think that Marcus was going to kill him necessarily, but I thought he was going to he was going to save him, but he might have made it a little bit more painful. Get the answer than, and then kill him? Not necessarily, <laughs> but just like definitely make it painful, you know, like at least that much. But Torture still, him. still abide, I guess, in, in as much as he can by the Hippocratic Oath. Um, but yeah, and so, you know, they're they're trying to save this guy and, and his last words are Ivory Road. Um, who he eventually finds out from Darren is kind of this show, this show's universe's version of Silk Road, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, this kind of dark web uh, site where people can buy and trade hits. And so, of course, someone has put out a $75,000 bounty on Marcus's head. That's crazy. Um, Is, I don't know anything about the dark web. Neither do I. Is it? people in the chat tell us is it as easily accessible as just literally downloading a disguise calculator app on your phone i I mean that's a lot of apps have the disguise icon thumbnail that's true who knows i would like to know that i i want to stay away from the dark web (laughs) but i'm interested in bad news bad news um and so yeah i i i love this um where we kind of leave off with with Darren telling Marcus that look that bounty is still active, so like this person wasn't isn't the, isn't the person trying to kill you? They were just collecting the money, you know. Right. Um, so we still don't know who sent the hit out. Right, 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 right. But I guess I mean we've we've got a whole year in in universe to figure it out to figure it out before you know they come to collect. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that was another thing you know speaking of of the year in between that kind of takes us into Ryan's subplot in the episode yeah we got lots of ryan yeah a whole lot of ryan he's he's kind of this 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 sort of like uh robin hood kind of character you know Mm -hmm. he was robbing the bank last last week to to get the money to pay his mother's bills in the assisted living uh facility that she's in um who uh seems to be to be showing signs of dementia right alzheimer's something like that um which i think is important to like I, I like that they're incorporating that particular storyline with a character. Cause sure. I feel like I don't see a whole lot of that in television, at least someone struggling with that mental health disorder. Right. Because I know I, I 
dealt with it in my own. So it's nice to Same, see that yeah. represented because it's it's there's nothing like it, you know. Right. So shout out to everyone who you know had a part in that. And, yeah. Because yeah. it's like it definitely. This episode in particular definitely made me humanize, or it humanized Ryan as to why he's, yeah, why he's stealing, yeah, you know, we didn't and really, he's not killing. No, huh? We, and that's the thing. That's that's the thing that you've got to think about. You know, the the Purge movies, and I think season one of the Purge TV show really focused on okay, murder is legal, right. but you got to think about just the scope of how much is really legal during those twelve hours and what people are really realistically going to take advantage right. of you know like it's it's got to play hell with the economy because money is changing hands everywhere mm-hmm. and it's unaccounted for right you know that's one thing that it might be too dry to explore in the world of the the first tv series but but it's something that's there i'm sure someone's thought about it um but yeah so we we find uh tommy shows up who you know we saw last week was kind of caught with one toe on the premises <sighs> as the siren went off. That one pingy toe. <laughs> and that's, the, that's another thing that I think a lot of people have kind of poked at in the Purge universe since the first movie is like, okay, what happens when the siren blares and it's that cutoff? You know, right. like what if someone's in the middle of killing someone and the person dies after the sirens? That's where Esme's job comes in. Right. These are the, you know, these are the taggers that are kind of looking out for the stuff that comes in after the buzzer. And you just wonder if if Esme is going to like suffer those repercussions if they find out and vice, you know, right, so just kind right. of like, oh god, someone's got to make the decision. And it's so rough. Yeah, exactly. So Tommy shows up. He's he's crossed three dead zones to get back to kind of the the sort of uh, the the hangout, the gang hangout, whatever it is. Um, everyone's super happy to see him until NOPD shows up god. and they beat the dog piss out of Tommy. Yeah. The, oh my god. This and the. I think another one of my favorite things about this episode and just how dark and twisted it was, was like I said, these these new Miranda rights that they read him. Mm-hmm. The fact that by committing a crime, he's automatically forfeited all of his rights as a citizen. Anything he does by action or inaction can be used against him in a court of law. He'll be provided an attorney at at the the legal system's convenience, mm-hmm. so whatever the hell that is, whenever the hell they decide to do that, um, that was crazy because um, just the level of like p- police brutality that he yeah. faced over in him like coming peacefully, right? So exactly. that was very unexpected. But yeah, that's you got to think in in the world of the birds. If we're dealing with the level of, not to get too real, but if we're dealing with the level of police brutality that we do now, imagine that um, yeah. kind of extrapolated in in a in a society run by the new founding fathers. Yeah, and it was just, it was just shocking though because that was like directly right after the purge. But I guess I guess that's the thing. I think that it's like these, this is supposed to stop. <laughs> these cops are will take any any excuse yeah. to like look. Even if you were one second, one toe on the premises. You broke the law, and we're gonna beat the shit out and of I you. And I forget who said it. It was Ryan who said that they're hold, they were gonna hold him for a year exactly, until, and, then and then just and then just kill him in next year's purge, right? Which, if you think about it, yeah, like can you imagine just what's, like what's to stop them? Yeah, can you imagine just being in Tommy's shoes and having to just live with oh, I'm gonna die in a be, year, being on this like be this unofficial death row, basically. Right. 
For uh, a year. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mind-blowing. Because, yeah, they would theoretically be able to do that for any crime, any sort of offender. They could just off them during the purge and no one could say a thing about it, you know? The only people... Because I think this show was still pre-election year, you know, government officials are the only people that are exempt. Mm. So, um, so, yeah, who knows? Corrupt. Corrupt. So much. <laughs> so corrupt. So much happened. Meanwhile, not to gloss over it, but Ryan's got Lisa, who I believe seems to be an ex-wife. Uh, he's also not only trying to pay the bills for his mother in the living in the assisted living facility, but also trying to support his mm-hmm. family. Uh, you know, his little one. Uh, Lisa's not having any of it. Right. She she doesn't want him being any part of this, so she's going to go stay with her cousins in Arizona. I you, you feel he's for trying though, he's trying you he's, know and like I love the idea of using using the purge and kind of trying to game the system you know right. like using these twelve hours to to try and make life a little better mm-hmm. you know that's something that we really haven't gotten a chance to explore in this yeah. in this series for everything that for everything that the society uh, I guess holds you down for sure. you can take at least one night out of the year in order to fight that system and exactly I thought, I thought that was very honorable despite. And he doesn't kill. That's the main, that's the thing. Remember when he in the first episode he tied, they tied them all up and then it was the jackals that killed them. Right. So it's, right. I don't know. I would like to support Ryan exactly. in his endeavors. Right. <laughs> good good guy Ryan. Right. Well, we're we're digging him so far. Um, so yeah. So that that was kind of that was everything that sort of happened in in season two episode two. Everything is fine. Um, uh, but I'd like to turn it over to you. Uh, what are we? What are we doing this week? This week, I... well, in honor of uh, Purge, we got to stick with the Purge themed special segment real mm-hmm. quick. Obviously, this week we're going to do Purge. There you go. There you go. Nice little intro. Yes. Purge or purify, Ty, and everyone watching, listening. What would you do in this episode? Would you purge something or would you purify something? What do you think, Ty? That and that's I see. I, I dig this because that's like it's like we said. That's kind of the 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 route that Ryan's trying to take. He's trying mm-hmm. to purify, you know. Um, I mean, would you be a Ryan? Would you be a Ben? <laughs> oh God! It seems I would. I would love to say. I mean, I don't know. I would love to say Ryan, but that's so. That's so much pressure. That's so mm-hmm. you got to think how difficult that is trying to avoid the jackals amongst all of the other people trying to murder you on Purge Night. Uh, but I would love to try and walk Ryan's path. Well, I would have to go on Ben's side and purge, <laughs> purge police brutality. That's all I gotta say. And there like I said, let us know what you would do in this episode. Purge or purify. purify. And until then, I like purge. <laughs> purge. Purge. It's purge, but with an umlaut over the U. There you go. Uh, yeah. Hashtag. Hit us up in in the chat. Yes. Uh, if you're if you're watching on YouTube, uh, give us a thumbs up. Leave us a comment. If you're on social media, hit us up on Twitter. All that good stuff. Um, we've got a little bit of a. Oh, here we go. Oh, we're. <laughs> Do we got news? I actually don't have news do we, this week. <laughs> I apologize, everyone. But I do have some news. Danny and Jamie will be back, will be back next week for See, episode three of Purge there it season is. two. There it is. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Uh, it was a slow news week. We um, it actually, it honestly was a very slow. Yeah, news week. yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, we were we were checking out the ratings uh, for episode one. I don't know if I'm reading them 
correctly. Uh, it looked like it might have been around around maybe like six hundred six hundred and ten thousand something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that could that could just be a demographic. I'm not super yeah. sure. Uh, but numbers uh, are just so tricky. We'll do that research. We'll come back next week talking <laughs> about the numbers. We're also going to be talking about season two, episode three. We're gonna have a full panel back. It's a little bit of a rotating cast of characters here, uh, as it is in the show so we're just staying on theme that's all we're doing absolutely but uh ollie thank you so much for thank you ty for, for being here of course i'm so happy to be back on honestly my favorite after show i'll go ahead <laughs> and say it my favorite after show yeah uh, but ollie tell them where they can find you hey guys you can find me ollie drennan at ollie dreamer on twitter and instagram get it get on that social media a big old thank you to ryan on the ones and twos uh one of my absolute favorite producers here uh, you can find me on all forms of social media at Ty Matthews PMA. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. PlayStation Network. Come play Overwatch with <laughs> yeah. me. Halloween Terror. Uh, but yeah, we'll be right back here next week. Until then, stay safe. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.